and welcome back to the 5 Minute Philosophy Podcast. Today's episode is all about free will, so we're going to be covering ideas such as libertarianism, compatibilism and determinism, as well as the implications that need to be considered when uh, adopting a determinist outlook. Uh, So a couple of definitions first. We're going to be defining free will as the ability to have acted differently, as I've found that this is definitely the least problematic definition to go with, but I'll explain why in a bit. So next we have libertarianism and determinism, the two main approaches to the free will debate. Libertarianism states that we do have free will, whereas determinism states that we don't, so pretty simple. Let's look at the reasoning behind these two approaches then. So libertarianism holds that humans make choices freely, unaffected by external forces. And probably this is more or less how we all feel like we act. Now, we can question the idea that to be free, we must be unaffected by external forces. By external forces, by the way, I mean like environment, previous events, upbringing, culture, etc. It seems pretty unlikely that we're going to act without being at least a little affected by these things. Even simple things like who we're around change how we act, even in a little way. But anyway, I need to be more unbiased when explaining this. So, but it's true. But for lots of people, this is really insufficient. Surely we can still be at least a little free, even if we're affected by external forces. Can we not just have a kind of override system where in the end, we can choose what we do, though we might be predisposed to acting in a certain way. So here we might turn to compatibilism as a solution. This approach argues that free will and a deterministic universe are compatible, hence the name. The main motive behind formulating this approach was to essentially reconcile the scientific evidence, which at the moment is largely leaning towards determinism, with moral responsibility. The issue with moral responsibility in the context of this free will debate is that it seems that if we cannot freely choose how we act, we can therefore not be held accountable for our actions in that we couldn't be punished uh, nor praised for them. Of course, there are still issues with compatibilism, though it might seem ideal at the moment. So finally, we have determinism, which is essentially the idea that we don't have free will, that our actions are determined, completely controlled by external forces. If we look at that idea alongside our previous definition of free will, the ability to have acted differently, we can explore this approach more easily. Essentially, determinism is saying that, given the environment in which you acted, be that mental or physical, was how it was, and which was out of your control, you could never have acted differently to how you did in a certain moment. This can be a little tricky to get your head around, but essentially the argument is this. Though you feel free, you are unconsciously determined by various prior and current causes, and so you can never act differently to how you act in any given moment it's neither logically nor physically possible. What we also need to consider when talking about free will is the implications of certain views. Libertarianism and compatibilism don't really produce that many issues in terms of implications, as a society functions on the assumption of free will. Determinism, however, is not so easy to reconcile. The main issue that we encounter is that of morality or moral accountability, How can you be punished for an action that you had no choice to commit? Where does this leave us with prisons and I suppose the justice system as a whole? 
Now there is a way to get around this. You might not find it that convincing, but I, I do, I do. So personally, I find it useful here to look at the purpose of the justice system in prisons. If we take a view of prisons that emphasises their purpose as either for rehabilitation or for the protection of society, free will isn't really necessary. It would only be kind of necessary if we were to look at prisons as just for punishment and nothing else. If we view prisons as a method of rehabilitation for inmates, the purpose of which is to reduce the likelihood of inmates committing crimes again, which, uh, again, links into the protection of society. But anyway, I won't go into any more detail, but that's the general idea. Okay, that's it for, for now, but uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about the absolute mad lad, <laughs> Diogenes. Believe me, it will be a very fun episode. But bye for now.